Hey guys, so today is the first episode of my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Ah, thank you for pulling up to the party. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of my podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Um, thank you for clicking. Thank you for, oh my goodness, since you're here, subscribe. Okay, no, no too much intro. Let's just jump right into the topic. <sighs> Dancing low-key <sighs> took out some of my energy. Guys, I need to hit the gym. I have not been working out. I have not been healthy. We're going to go on to a personal development journey together, but that's, again, not the topic of the podcast. Let's get into the topic. So, for this first episode, I was not going to talk about this. Actually, I didn't even know what this was until like yesterday, but I had a different first episode kind of in mind. And then I heard about this from TikTok, I think, and it just really, really upset me. Pretty much this young girl on, that's like an Instagram character, just turned 18 and she made an OnlyFans account. I'm not judging her. It just makes me really sad because I just see this as a child whose parents have failed her. I see this as a child that had absolutely no guidance, whose parents literally pimped her out for clout, for followers, and it just really saddens me because I see a lot of people going in this path and direction, and it just makes me really, really sad. For this girl in particular, she's been posting sexy pictures since she was about 15. And again, her parents are allowing this. Like, if I was a parent, sure, of course, I'll let them be on social media. But if they were getting a negative kind of attention from older men at a young age, I would shut it down so fast, as would any reasonable parent. But these young girls, like the Charlie D'Amelio's and, you know, this girl, her name is, what's her name? Malu. Their parents literally are pimping them out for followers and fame. And this is not new. This is exactly what happens in Hollywood and has been happening for years. This is exactly what happened in Toddlers and Tierras. Let's call it what it is. I did not ever think about this as I was a kid. Like, I watched Toddlers and Tierras. I thought it was so cute and fun. But now looking back, I'm like, that was straight up a show for pedophiles. Like, can we talk about it? We? Okay. Hey, this is Future Tell Me with a little bit of additional commentary before we continue in the video. So I just found some pictures of Malu's mom on Google and just seeing who she is really solidifies all of my, I guess, assumptions about her and her upbringing. So in the pictures I found of both of them, it just seemed to me like her mom was competing with her daughter and her mom was even more sexual than Malu was. And a lot of mothers, I have to say, feel this way about their daughters because, you know, society values young bodies more than older ones but i don't think it's right to compete with your daughter and said you should protect her and keep her a child for as long as possible when you're a parent that failed morally it's really hard to impose morals on your children even if you succeed though i'm gonna give the example of noah on the ark he was the one good decent person on all of the earth god destroyed the rest of the earth and the part of the story that no one really talks about is that after he left the ark with his children one of his sons pretty much molested him that proves that just because you're a good person doesn't mean your children will be good. When your parent didn't live up to certain things, it's impossible for them to impose those on you. You just can't tell your child to not 
have sex as a young age if you had sex and got pregnant at a young age because they're looking at you like mom i literally you had me at 16 like who are you talking to right now how are you gonna tell me i can't do this when you did it and i guess maybe it'd be better to see their life as an example but usually that's just not how children our brains work we're just like you can't tell me what to do you little hypocrite like oh i guess that's why her mom doesn't see a problem with what she's doing because at her age she was also doing those things so she just doesn't have the knowledge to share to her daughter about protection in these areas and it's really just the blind leading the blind if a parent has loosened morals themselves and disregards them they don't have anything to impose on their child and now their child has absolutely no direction in the world having parents that guide us is what makes human beings so amazing and extraordinary animals don't have parents to guide and pass down knowledge to but humans we have parents and their primary role is to pass down knowledge and wisdom so we don't repeat the same mistakes as them as each generation's morals deteriorate children end up completely directionless with no boundaries or respect for their parents this quote summarizes this phenomena perfectly first we overlook evil then we permit evil then we legalize evil then we promote evil then we celebrate evil then we persecute those that still call it evil this i feel like has more to i guess go with sexuality in general and even like let's say the lgbt community because the lgbt is like a deviation from the norms and you know lgbt starts off pretty cute first it's like love is love what's wrong with the girl loving a girl and i'm like you know what sure maybe yeah let's go with it whatever and you keep going you keep going you keep going and at the end of it it's pedophilia guys come on period bestiality all types of sick things that are so obviously wrong but when you start going the direction of it doesn't matter who you have sex with as long as it's quote-unquote consensual this is the argument they're gonna pose and this is exactly why they are doing things like promoting masturbation in like elementary school and telling kids to explore their sexuality so that kids become sexual and then they consent to their own trauma because they think they want it but at that young age unfortunately your brain is just not formed enough to to be making these kinds of decisions but when everything is about consent and children are sexualized they can begin to consent to these things because i like sleeping with adults that's my preference that's my preference as a child you know i like the experience and then the older ones will like well i like to help <laughs> i'm just teaching them <laughs> like it just gets so dang sick so dang fast guys and you know what i just want to say that it's not only malu that does these things like she is just kind of the example that i'm using and i also want to correct she hasn't been posting sexy pictures since she was 15 it's actually like 13 or even 12 i don't know exactly how long and that's just why i'm using her example because she's just so young and she just like so clearly went in this direction versus other people it's not as clear like i would say like addison ray or charlie d'amelio right now addison is 18 so she has you know before she's always been doing her little sexy little dances on tiktok but they were more innocent but definitely still sexualized and now that she's 18 19 she can do these full-on music videos of her being hypersexual and celebrities are also a part of this problem, by the way. Completely, completely part of this problem. But their version of sexual degradation is super glamorized. So it seems almost okay. And then like a poor person is also doing the hypersexual thing, but it's in sex trafficking. So that's obviously not very glamorous. But we as a society still don't talk about these things. These are the realities of our society. I blame porn, all these things. I blame the pedophiles themselves, but the root 
core of it all is a lack of guidance, a lack of a moral foundation, because the foundation of consent is a very unstable one, because that argument can actually be used against women all the time. A rapist can turn around and say, well, she consented, and nobody can prove that, because it's his word against hers. Rapists are the cause of rape, but there's also a level of trying to cultivate a society where these things are not allowed, and people are being sexually fulfilled in positive ways. We don't normalize and accept pornography as a valid expression of sexuality because it's not. It allows you to explore terrible things that you will 100% eventually want to do in real life. Like, why do we allow violent rape scenes? Literally, why is that okay? Why is stepdaughter things? Why is that okay? Why is teacher-student porn okay? Why is that okay? Because it's in the name of fantasy? It's in the name of entertainment? No, it's obviously planting seeds that will eventually produce real life results of students being raped by their teachers. I see the news articles like every other dang week of another teacher that was sleeping with their 12 year old student. Like that is absurd. And the women be pedophiles too. Half the time it's a female teacher. It's the same thing. No type of morals. It's all do whatever you want. If it feels good, it feels good. Well, he consented. He obviously wanted it, especially with the female teachers. The men really shoot themselves in the foot with this by hyping up the men that experience this making it seem like it's okay. It's not okay. There should be rigid boundaries for sex because it's a big deal. Anyways, that's where America is today. Good is evil and evil is good. And there is no elementary understanding of the world. We cannot accept elementary truths. And I remember learning this concept that good is evil in my political science class in university. We were reading Machiavelli with no type of lens of objective truth. We just accepted Machiavelli's teaching as truth. Universities are contributing to this kind of reprobate thinking because they legitimize it. You can now get a degree in gender studies without accepting that a girl is a girl and a boy is a boy. You can get a degree and become a professional in gender studies while completely dismissing elementary biology. It's called demoralization, and our society is in the last stages of it. Malu is not the only person that is contributing to this. She is just one example. I would consider Charlie D'Amelio, all of the high school films. TikTok is an absolute hub of this. So many children with unregulated internet use that are posting sexual videos because they want the likes, they want the clicks, and they know sex sells. The sexualization of children that contributes to pedophilia. It's so, so normalized. I know this is radical to say, but children shouldn't be sexualized. I know, I know. We must address the trauma that sexualized children experience. At the hand of adults and the social norms that we are accepting, that are genuinely traumatizing children. The last example I want to give is a story one of my clients told me. She is a young junior high school student, and in her school there is an epidemic of child pornography created and distributed by the children themselves. This was a problem when I was in high school, but now the rate is absolutely unbelievable. Having your nudes leaked is a traumatic experience to have all your peers see what you look like naked without your consent is absolutely heartbreaking and so shameful. And this problem is ongoing because they lack the awareness to understand that they shouldn't be sending those pictures out 
in the first place. Yes, of course, the boys should be held responsible for sharing them, but not sending the pictures out in the first place is the only way to genuinely protect yourself from this kind of harm. You cannot trust people to be good. You must do everything in your own power to protect yourself from harm. Putting the pictures being sent to your classmates aside, there's also the additional problem of digital security. You have no idea who is working in the data centers that your data is being stored in. And apps like Snapchat is bait for people to send such pictures because it leads you to believe that once you send it, it's out and it's disappeared and it's no longer anyone's problem without understanding that no, all your data is being saved somewhere and somebody has access to it. And two, people can easily screenshot your images without your knowledge of it and then share it and then do God knows what to those images, probably masturbate to them, which is so disgusting if you think about it. Like someone's really just violating you in their imagination. Like that's terrible. And I am not holier than thou on this topic. I have sent nudes before, something I deeply regret because I have no clue who has those pictures. No idea if somebody wants to hold them as blackmail over my head and God forbid they goes out, but it is what it is. There's certain websites where the entire objective is an anonymous place to leak people's nudes to the absolute public. It's no longer group chats anymore. It's just the entire internet and it's saved by blockchain data. You can't even get rid of this stuff. Once somebody has your image, you don't know what kind of blockchain you've entered in. I think OnlyFans is a response to men stealing our nudes because you know they're going to be shared anyways. So I think the logic is, let me just make money out of this. Let me just capitalize off of this inevitability. The logic is brilliant, but it's still derogatory. There is trauma related to sex work that most people aren't talking about. It causes so much trauma and anxiety as a porn star to know that millions of people know what you look like and have seen you have sex and have just seen you naked. That is a highly anxious position to be in. And there is inherent shame that no amount of normalization will remove. The shame of being seen naked. It's just weird. People don't think about the long-term consequences of sex work. They don't think about the anxiety of knowing that people have seen you naked and just the overall consequences. A lot of people prefer OnlyFans to traditional pornography or, you know, traditional sex work because they claim it is more empowering for a woman because she's getting the own money. She's in control of what she wants to do and not do. So therefore it's more empowering and we should all support it. But your consumer is degrading you while you think you're being empowered. All these men that watch your OnlyFans don't look at you as an empowered woman. And I think the proof is like just in the way that they consume the media. They don't care about your little small business here. They want to scam you. They're cheap. They don't want to pay full value for whatever you think you are worth because whatever is less than what God wants from you is a scam. It is selling yourself short. The value of your body is so much more than $5.99. It's literally infinite. God wants you to have the love of your life to alone enjoy you. But instead, you give away free samples to strangers that could not care less about you and only want to be entertained by you for the moment. It just makes me sad that like these girls have millions of followers and I'm sure most of them are men, but still so many young girls are literally looking up to this and having this be their goal. They see this as a goal and they think, I want to have an OnlyFans when I'm older. I want to post sexy pictures and be literally damn near naked on Instagram to get the likes and the comments. And I know that validation hits. I know it does, but 
It's not real life. It's not genuinely fulfilling. It's not going to make you happy. Like that's the ultimate truth. It's not going to make you happy. It's not going to satisfy you getting the comments, getting that little bit of dose of serotonin from a like. You know, we all want validation and approval, but being validated because of your body, it doesn't do much. And it's funny because I always see like self-improvement videos on TikTok where all they did was like lose weight and get in shape but I remember myself like right before COVID when I was my skinniest my most cut and you know I would always be posting on social media because I finally reached this goal and I wanted everybody to see but those comments didn't make me happy those aren't what I thought about at night it was just my own emptiness and we all have this but unfortunately, money and OnlyFans and followers literally will not fill the void. Quality over quantity, you know what I mean? Like a lot of low quality random guys in your comments lusting over you versus like one man that genuinely loves you and can actually appreciate your body. Yes, they think your body is amazing, but they also care about your mind. They care about what makes you laugh. That is so much more meaningful and is actually going to fulfill you so much more. Not saying that a romantic relationship is what you should be pursuing necessarily either i'm more so talking about a relationship with god having that understanding that god loves you the understanding that he values your body your body is not just a piece of flesh to be desired your body is the temple of the living god and should be protected not just letting anybody look at your body i found that more empowering and a better way to celebrate my body because it's like wow my body looks so good i don't want anyone to see me like that Y'all don't even deserve to see me like that. Only my husband deserves to see all oh, this. It's too nice to just be giving out for free, okay? Only fans or anything like that is just selling yourself short. Being a girlfriend is selling yourself short from the title of wife. It's actually so funny. We can do a little other, a whole other video on how I think the title girlfriend was invented by men to trick women into giving them wife benefits without any of the legal protections of marriage. The value of something is the highest price that somebody is willing to pay for, right? So the value of you and your body and your mistakes and your entire essence is based on the highest bidder and that was Jesus on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for your very soul. Jesus still purchased you for the highest price when he died on the cross for your sins. I saw a TikTok jokey jokey about this. It wasn't funny. It was them coping with what their reality was, but it was this girl saying that like her mom was trying to sex traffic her, but the police found out so it didn't happen. But it was like, damn, like that's so sad. That's like the furthest example of children that have been failed by the people that were supposed to protect them. And I think that my generation in specific, the generation before me was failed. And that generation of failed children created failed children. And now so many people in my generation don't even want to have children. This is like the most common thing I hear. I don't even want kids. F them kids. I'm gonna get an abortion. Where's that plan B? People do not want kids at all. Like, especially in Canada. I think it's really, really, really bad here as well. And, you know, I understand it on some level. Like, it's a trauma response. You are failed as a child and you know you'll probably fail your children. So you're thinking, why have children? And I understand that. I really, really do. I completely understand that frame of thinking that, oh, this world's so terrible anyways. And 
you know, I get it. If you were a victim of failed parents, like I think everyone is on some level, let me just explain what really helped me get over that trauma, which is just understanding that my parents here on earth are just the people that brought me into this world. My creator is my heavenly father and my heavenly father will not fail me. My heavenly father will always try and protect me. My heavenly father will always love me the way my parents cannot. Our father gives us boundaries you know that's what the ten commandments are they're really just a really amazing set of boundaries that protect us from all the hurt and heartbreak of this world not being sexually immoral which opens you up to soul ties and heartbreak not lying stealing things like that and also not disrespecting our earthly parents you know understand that god gave you those parents for a reason to help you and guide you but to never fully depend on them for that emotional support that they just can't give you because they're flawed human beings he makes up and more in all the ways that your parents let you down and he'll never disappoint you so it's really amazing to know that you know a lot of people say they don't want to be parents and my response to that is like i understand that's your choice i don't think anyone should you know have to be a parent i don't think everybody has to be a parent but something that excites me about the idea of having children the way you love a child is so different from any other thing in this whole world you can never love a dog i think as much as you love your child because your child is just so much it's a child it's a human being and i know this is an argument right now on twitter would you save a random child or would you save your dog the anti-children people are saying i would save my dog f them kids and i'm like okay i guess i'm never leaving my kid around you but um <laughs> I understand why they say that and it's because they just haven't experienced that level of love i think the purpose of life is to love and be loved and there are different kinds of love there's friendship love there's romantic love there's parental love and i think when you have a child that's when you experience that new level of love that you can never experience any other way because it's really special it's really different and lastly part of the rhetoric supporting only fans is that you know it's financially better for women but i think that's a little bit of a lie because it still follows the same pimp prostitute relationship that sex work has always followed the only difference is now the website of only fans which is now the pimp that collects a lot of profit and that sole pimp makes more than any other woman on only fans because he's taking a percentage of all of these other women's work so they're collectively making a man rich even though they're tricking men one man is still making the majority of the money here so i think that's a little funny because the pimp prostitute relationship continues quickly i don't want to only blame the sex workers it's also those that consume the sex work both are problematic but i'm going to extend a little bit of sympathy for those that consume it because i know it's literally addicting so i sympathize with them on an addiction level but i guess i can also sympathize on the girls because they were groomed to believe this was an empowering thing to do they're also you know hungry for money i don't know what their financial situation is either they're probably in poverty or you know they're just desperate for money but i don't know i think it's like again like it's all bad but at the same time it's like it's not like i judge anyone for doing this it's more so i don't judge anyone you know god does not judge us jesus died on the cross to free us from judgment so it's not about judging people it's just to explain this mindset and to encourage you that there's something better for you i think that's what i don't like about this rhetoric they kind of epitomize it like this is the best thing ever you can make so much money you're gonna get rich but the thing is that's not true and there's so many better things for you to be doing that are gonna have a more positive impact in the world so to just glorify sex work to me is really upsetting because it's not something we should shame people for doing but it's not something we should completely normalize and promote to young children 
that's, I guess, my message here. But if you're a sex worker or a victim of sex trafficking, I just want to let you know that the guilt and trauma that you carry is seen. Jesus sees you, he sees your pain, and he died on the cross for your forgiveness and redemption. God does not see you as a prostitute. You know, Jesus ate with prostitutes and those rejected by society because that's who he came for. He came for the outcast and for the, you know, shamed and those that wanted to be killed by society because of their judgment. And Jesus said, it's okay, don't feel shame. I forgive you, but sin no more. Jesus can give you a new identity. You don't have to identify by the followers or the likes or your body type or your big booty. Those do not have to be defining characteristics about you. You can be defined now by your love of Christ. You can be defined by having a good heart, by being generous and caring and loving and reflecting the character of Christ, which is love. When you put your faith in Jesus, your sins will not be counted against you, whether that is petty theft or prostitution. It doesn't matter how much you've done or what you've been through. God still cares about you and he still wants you as his own. And he promises heaven to everybody that believes in Jesus. Heaven is going to be an amazing place for us to worship worship God where he will wipe every tear from our eye and we will never feel pain or hurt again. He paid the highest price with his own life for our souls because we matter to him and are important to him. Do not believe a lie. Do not believe what this world has to say about you or follow celebrities into destruction. Follow Jesus because he loves you. Thank you so much for watching this video. I really hope you enjoyed the first episode. Give me some feedback in the comments or whatever and I really hope you guys have an amazing day.